for a while? Is that what we should do? Is I it, think it's what we should do. Is it close enough to my face? Are you recording? Things? It's close enough. It's close enough. Just hit your face with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Abe. Hey, Adam. What's going on, man? Not a lot. We're at your house. It's midnight. We do late night shows at my house. Mm-hmm. We just did a lot of talking and a lot of uh, walking and a lot of PRIing. And now we are at your house and we're with Auto Interest and Grid Life lead instructor Ed CZ Eclasso. Did hey you say guys. your last name for real? Colasso. That's what I thought. Unless you're, you're like Colasso. in Spanish, it's Collasso. I can't get normal yeah. people to say that. So, so. Uh, we have a nickname for Ed. What is Ed's nickname? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't say that on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed is the coolest guy. And uh, I, I think I told a story on the show about someone who hooked me up and got me into IMS to do like a rich guy track day. Indy Motor Speedway. It it was was when awesome. I snuck you into my car and just said, go. <laughs> it was the, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so was like, can I take the Mugen out? I'm like, no, but if you get in my car, I don't think anyone will notice. No one will stop you. You got the tech sticker already. Uh, uh, it was the best. So, Ed, um, you got into HPD stuff, what, like five, six years ago? Uh, yeah, six yeah. or seven years ago. You work for a shop uh, that sells cars and also like does a lot of prep work on cars yep. and race support and all kinds of A lot of, of vintage things. stuff. And a lot of Porsches. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot, lot of, of Porsches. A lot of cool things. Auto assets. Yep. Um, and then... Um, and you, for the last few years, you've been a lead instructor for Auto Interest, mm-hmm. the HPD group. Yep. Our buddies Jason and Sarah, they've been out to our. I was, I think, it was at their, I was at their first Gingerman event many years ago. Yeah, that's been a, a long-standing. They still have that date um, every and, year. And then uh, I think I actually ran the drivers' meeting with Calzada, <laughs> like because they had never been there. It's crazy how small the world. They'd only is, done like it? one event before or something, but. Uh, and now they've they're like doing great, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so you're at a lot of their events. You're at a lot of our events. Um, Not a lot of events. It was like 36 this year. Days. So, well, you don't have a wife or kids, so it makes it no, a it makes easier. it a lot easier. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, a lot of weekends. Yeah. Ed and I were talking um, about auto interest, right? Because he's been the lead instructor for a few years now. Um, my first few track days were actually with auto interest, oh, where really? I did. I did an event at uh, Mid Ohio with my buddy James, and okay. then um, like shortly after that, I did their Memorial Weekend event at Gingerman. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was with them. Yeah, I knew you'd done those events, but um, the Memorial Weekend event I think was always really unique because on Saturday he had ran uh, conventional. Yep, regular and counter. Then counter. Sunday yep. was counter, and yep. that Sunday at like counter is it's just it's counter just cool. Counter is my favorite. Um, the counterclockwise of Gingerman, it makes Gingerman so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a lot of decreasing radius turns yeah. then. Like, instead of they, they don't, you come into them and then they slightly open up, they like slightly open down, and you got to plan for that. Yeah. And like dropping into turn 10. 10 is crazy. Is it's it's cool. like you're about to drive off the face of yeah. the earth. It, it, yeah. You see, so you're like, you're, you're track left, yeah. even though you're making yeah. a left hand turn because after you crest, it kinks the up. road washes away. Yeah. It's crazy. And you see, like you see everybody the first couple of sessions when you're going past like old 10A, mm-hmm. everybody's like on the brakes. Yeah, and, and you then, can and then they get to the top of the crest. All the way. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, there's still like yeah 300 feet of track there. We we ran a couple of uh, we ran Honda Meet that way a couple of times where we did where we did counter like for a session or two. Uh, never had any incidents, but the first time I was actually ever at Gingerman like 17 years ago or whatever. Uh, it was before we had hosted Honda Meet there. Uh, it was a speed trials event, 
Um, and that was like a lot of like the cool kids <laughs> in like the Honda world and stuff. And they they were running counter. And Sarah and I, we were dating at the time, and my roommate were right, if you're in the paddock, we're just to the right of Joe's flag stand, turn one flag stand. And like we're probably, you know, where everybody stands, we're right there. And an instructor, and it was, this was 03, and it was a brand, it was like one of the first S2000s I ever saw. Like, and it was fully mugened out, like Moton adjustable remote was, reservoirs, like this thing had like all the bucks in it. And he was borrowing it. It was his friend's car. And he was one of the instructors. Oh, I know where this he is comes going. Comes around turn one and it's a little bit tail out and he and then he saves it. And then he spins it and loops it and backs it, stuffs it hard into the wall and the, like right in and we like jumped backwards. Tail light plastic comes shooting through the wall and hits me in the face and a wing goes flying over our heads. Like hit the wall right where we were standing. And I think uh, the dude, like, never paid for the car and, it, like, sat at a shop for years and, like, legal lawsuits and the dude never drove on track again. Like, he just, like, quit. Oh, that's like, a bad I saw, day. I saw somebody's worst moment, and that was, like, my first time at a racetrack. <laughs> or one of them, Yeah, you know? look, I feel like we all go through many measures to try and keep that from happening. Yeah, it might have been O2, but, uh, yeah, he tried to save it in the wrong spot. And every time we've done counter, I've told that story a little bit in the driver's meeting. I'm like, one time, don't do this. If you start to loop it, go for the grass, you know. No, all that space uh, to the left, go that way. Just look that way. Look that way. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, What's your year uh, been like? What's what's been? We were talking at the bar earlier. Uh, we were at the bar with a bunch of the Formula the Formula Drift dudes. What was your what was your like most memorable event this year? Most memorable was probably Road America from a from a student to instructor okay. standpoint. Um, it was it was a small group. Everybody got super close. Uh, we had that big thing in the garage after the. Yeah, yeah, where you got all your your cool stuff. You got your tires. <laughs> they showered us stickers. with some gifts. Yep, the stickers. Basically, the, poly, the street mud crew apologized for being a bunch of <laughs> meanies. <laughs> no, that that was a really cool event. No, that was uh, a really fun night. Yeah. Was, I, I was thinking was uh, you were going to say something else though. The thing we were talking about uh, earlier today, uh, where you helped host an event at a place. That, oh uh, yeah, that Abe brought up earlier. That, that was super cool too. So uh, we were uh, the auto interest crew was invited by Indy Motor Speedway to host an event uh, to like produce it. Yeah, so like they 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 had their um, friends of the track. I think is what they call them. Yeah. So they're the sponsors, the donors, the sweet owners, right. and they basically like booked a track day with yeah. no means of actually like they didn't know how to run a track day. No, they'd never done it before. <laughs> So yeah. and the, we That's get so called wild. up and the most famous racetrack in the world is like, yo, uh, you know, anybody that doesn't have XPD ears. <laughs> it was, it was, it was wild. It was a, like a mad dash to like between when we got contacted to like, yes, we can do that Yeah. to getting, you know, we had another event going on the same weekend. So we had to split yeah. the crew into two. Luckily and the event was like in, it in was already, yeah, it was Putnam. Putnam. So like at least everybody was already going in that direction, which was helpful, yeah. but in like the span of two or three weeks, so well, like the crew put together an unbelievable. I mean, we it's basically like they gave us a list and we took it from there. Mm-hmm. We made uh, like door card stickers and registration packets and okay. gave everybody all the information to bring them up to speed. And you know, we rolled in and they were basically just looking at us like, okay, guys, do your thing. That's so wild. <laughs> it was wild, and and then you know we had like a. 
like a mixer the night before we got to mm-hmm. kind of register everybody and like check them into their garage and it was the wildest most surreal like yeah. here's here's the most there was probably 10 to 15 million dollars worth of sports cars Easily. just in the garages Easily, how many how many students drivers were there? there? Were about 40, 42, 43 drivers registered. Most of them brought more than one piece of hardware to drive, and it was probably really good hardware. Yeah, the best hardware. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, so you know, crazy. I walked through there, and it almost felt like it, like you went to the fanciest cars and coffee like ever at a high end dealership in Monterey, or something. pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm strolling down the 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 like, gasoline alley or whatever where all the garages are, and there's every special edition Corvette that was made this year mm-hmm. in every color: uh, McLarens, Lambos, GT2 RS, GT40. It was a GT2 RS sock package. Yeah, Ford GT. Edition. Didn't Tomo get to wheel a Ford GT? Tomo spent a lot of time wheeling the uh, Ford GT and the uh, GT2 RS. People were just literally giving him the key so he could go play. Pretty much. Was he? Yeah. What, did he have a role at the event? Like, yeah, pro. be Tom. Like, golf. <laughs> like, like the same role that Tom has at every event. <laughs> hey, Tom, um, take keys, don't crash, have fun. Yeah, and show and, people a and good time. People would ride with them, and everyone's having a good time. Yeah. And had he ever know. driven there before? You know, I don't know. I don't think he had. Um, maybe, maybe I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's ever been there. I don't think he. He did also took the. Uh, he did take the pilot on the track. Oh, yeah. race control went nuts. <laughs> really? So me and I'm in the E92, and he's in his, his pilot, and we're driving the Oval because mm-hmm. we did three sessions on the Oval on Sunday, and race control exploded. Like, why is there an SUV out driving the Oval? And Tom's yeah. like, hey, did you know that like the rev li- the speed limiter is like 111 miles an hour, and if I keep it to the floor, I can go that fast all the way around this place? <laughs> <laughs> and someone sent me photos like... The next day of Tom's pilot on its with its lift kit mm-hmm. and its super knobby tires doing last ripping. Yeah, it's got like a, the it's got a Honda dealership like <laughs> optional. manufacturer's tag on. Yeah, it. it's a manufactured tag for a pro driver with like dealership off road package on it. <laughs> it was so it was insane. Ashley is uh, on that day. Ashley was working her second job. You know, being a responsible adult, and I'm sitting on the couch and. Uh, Ed sends me a text and he's like, Hey, I'm doing this like thing mm-hmm. at Speedway and it's like pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I uh, do you want to, you want to come hang out? So and crazy. I thought about it for a second. I was like, uh, Ashley's going to be so mad. I should when, work. When on you house. told me what you're doing, I was like, you're doing what? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's kind of how we felt when yeah. they asked us to do it. Like it was so yeah out of like out of left field. Mm-hmm. We got to get this organized now. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta give it to Jason and Sarah and and all the people yeah. involved with that. Like, they executed a flawless event while running another event, and no one noticed that we basically split everybody in half. And but, like, you can only do that with like the best possible yeah, team, a good crew. Yeah, and you guys are all like semi-local to this area, right? Within five yeah, most hours. of us, most of us live in in somewhere in Ohio. Yeah, you know, everybody's within Michigan. five six hours. Yeah, but. so it was three hours for me and. Jason's here in Canton, so not too much further. Yeah. But well, like I said, if you ever need help with that one again, <laughs> happy love, to help. I would love to just. Dude, it was awesome. Like I would they, love to like work or check wristbands or something like that. They they uh, I mean they went into the weekend um, fully ready to like write off a couple cars, and we're like, mm, that's 
that's not that's in our opinion like there's a way to not do that that's that's not what we're gonna do we're not just gonna let them cut them loose so yeah. you know we did some basic uh classroom stuff and did some paste lead follow stuff and built up the speed and got to know everybody and chatted yeah. and you know i'll ride with you you follow me and got everybody kind of up to a certain level where they could be safe and yeah and we had zero incidents which yeah. that's how you do a track was awesome so i'll i'll comment on that a second um Maybe your experience is different, but I feel like, um, you know, if, if people have a certain amount of money, they can buy whatever XYZ sports car and they think that having that sports car, you know, buys driving talent. And my experience is like, you know, if you go to other events, you might see guys who think they're amazing, but they're actually pretty slow. Um, my experience when I was there with the people was the exact opposite. Was the opposite, where yeah. these people had I went into, so I went much into money, almost scared that they understood that to be great, like really good at something, you had to work at it, yeah. and and they, they were, were the there most to receptive. receive coaching yeah. and to get faster. The uh, I noticed like at Road Atlanta, like the most dangerous place we've been. Um, first year, we rode off a few cars. People were afraid of it. Second year, a lot of new new people came in with bigger cars. Uh, rode off a couple more cars, but like fair level of fear. But third year, two years ago, there was like just a ton of Corvettes, and like a lot of people we didn't know. We rode off the most cars, mm -hmm. and then fear God this year, like a, you know, full meeting strategy change. Uh, talk about all the bad things. Talk about oh, if you get in the grass here, this is what's going to happen. So do here's this. what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, guess what didn't happen. We basically didn't ride right off any cars. Like a couple of, like a BRZ backed into the wall and like Savannah's engine blew and she hit the wall a little, but the car's fine. Um, there wasn't a lot of bad hits. Um, it, uh, yeah, it, every track requires an approach, but uh, it sounds like you had the right approach for that one. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gotten, I feel like I've gotten pretty decent at, at the uh, the fear of God thing at the beginning. Was there a lot of like advanced level drivers or was it no. mostly just like? Mostly uh, one or two events under their belt. Okay. Like we split them into three groups. The people that, you know, uh, we talked, we reached out to everybody and tried to get a, an idea of their yeah. skill level and Gauge then kind of experience. placed them. So I had been at Indianapolis uh, the week prior just to hang out with um, like Andy and Pete who had done a Porsche Club event there. And um, the, the difference was kind of amazing because it seemed like Porsche Club would be willing to put 60 cars on track to do a session. Mm -hmm. And if you compare this, this was like 15, 12 yeah, cars there's, on track at like, a time. Yeah. Like you would get through like once everybody was released within five minutes, once everybody was kind of shuffled around basically had open track open track on indy mm -hmm. so cool with a full crew you know the, the, it was the most surreal like Just driving over the yard of bricks over and over again and like the noise that it makes when you fly over it mm -hmm. and you think to yourself like as far as motorsports history is concerned like the amount of people that i've considered you know heroes or whatever mm -hmm. growing up that have heard that same noise it was very like makes your you know, your hair stand up. I wonder what it sounds like at like 220 miles an hour. Probably a lot like it sounds like at 170. <laughs> <laughs> so you took your E90 M3. Yeah, E92. Yeah. And it just, it's a really long straight. Yeah. It's so long that the first time I drove the oval, I like lost track of what turn I was in. That's really? how big it is. I'm like, how do you get lost going in a circle? But How it, it big happened. is that place? Like three miles, four miles? Uh, uh, it's, it's about two and a half. Two and a half, half, yeah. Half miles? Yeah. yeah. 
I think I, I, I'm not an IndyCar expert, but I think a fast lap is on average like 30 seconds plus okay. or minus. It's, so. it's, I mean, it's the wildest. It, you have to experience it. Mm-hmm. So big, too. It's so huge. Have you and been to Daytona? I've been to Daytona. I've never driven Daytona. What's it feel like from the inside compared to like Daytona? Because when I went to Daytona, I couldn't believe how big it was. I think Indy feels a little bit smaller okay. than there's Daytona like more because the there's middle, like there's a little bit more visibility. Like more when you're in Daytona too. during a big event like the 24, like all you see is like this little sliver yeah. of whatever, and then there's just madness around you everywhere. So I think maybe because um, it was just us there, yeah, it felt like you could see a little bit better, and it felt a little bit smaller. But yeah, I haven't been inside Indy since I was young. Like I haven't been there. I need to make a trip there with the we girls. We're supposed to go to the museum on Sunday. I gotta go home. Me, the Texan, and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Yarbra. Yarbra. Now I gotta go home. So Chris and I are going home probably early Saturday morning. We got family stuffs. So, um, but yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna go to that museum at least this year, or yeah. next year. But that's such a cool experience. So. It's. Um, it was definitely. Uh, it was pretty powerful experience all the way around. Yeah. From like that's the rad. the teamwork standpoint, like yeah, we pulled it off. And then, like the the specialness of being at Indy, mm-hmm. and that leveled up by being the ones in charge of the thing at Indy. You said they were like the most responsive and easy to work with track. It was unreal. Like well, I basically, had, you're I producing had, this for them. Yeah, so. I had a, a couple of contact numbers, and like anything that I needed, I'd send a text message, and it was addressed That's immediately. Right. I think in part. It was my experience when I was there that that might also be because they have 10 million employees for like... They do have a lot of people. What are you all doing here? Like, we got to know the people that like... There's literally a person on every corner telling you like, you don't go that way, you oh, go like that way. Yeah, like, just like yeah. the guys in like the shirts everywhere. that say security. There was probably... There's probably 10 between the gate and the paddock. Just for 40, 50 cars? Uh-huh. Like there, there was a line you could you it was like connect the dots. Mm-hmm. They would basically like wave you to them and then point you to the next guy in a yellow shirt, and then they would point you to the next guy. And every like couple hundred feet, there was a new person. Oh, interesting! It was the coolest thing. It's probably why it costs a gajillion dollars to run the track. Well, I mean, yeah. they make most of their money in like two events. Most of it comes in mm-hmm. one event. And we did a uh, like a a dinner the first night. Mm-hmm. At the top of the pagoda. Was that a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday kind of event? It was a Saturday. We got there on Friday, I think, and then it was a Saturday, Sunday event. And I think Saturday night was the dinner. And it was uh, like the instructors and the mm-hmm. students and the track staff and uh, the president of Indy was there. He was so a super cool. cool guy. And Ape City lives right over here somewhere. Yeah. That's what, that's what a few miles saying. from the house. He, it was the coolest thing. Like it's just a bunch of people that like cars hanging out on the roof of the Indy Pagoda with the sunset in the background. Like yeah. it was, you can't, Gnarly. you can't get that. No, like, that's how do you, you don't, you don't get that. That's not no. a thing. No, that's a, that's a, that's really special. It was pretty cool. Um, so, uh, taking a few steps back, what, uh, what's your HPD history yourself? Like what have you driven? Uh, what are you going to drive? What's the plan? It's car wise. A lot of BMW stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I've, I have a, I have dreams of doing some sort of Honda thing at some point oh, in really? time. I didn't know that. I don't know when, I don't know what, but it looks like a lot of fun and it's a lot easier than the stupid stuff that I have to deal with. You should with buy anyway. an eighth gen because eighth gens are awesome. I want one of those TCAs. Yeah. 
Those that looks cool. cool. Thompson's, that's like the perfect car. What, what was your first track car? What did you drive? Uh, the first thing I drove at a track was I had a 02 Audi TT. Okay. That like, you know, it was the first thing I ever put together. So I had coilovers and. Okay. Um, like a street car. Build. Yeah, it, it was full street car with some sway bars and coilovers and uh, good pads and basic okay. stuff. Um, 1.8T? Yeah, 1.8T. Yeah. It was a 225 motor 1.8T. So I had like the KO4 turbo yeah. and the six speed. Um, it was cool. Um, the first, the first event cars, that I did at Mid Ohio, it rained. Yeah. So I had like a super strategic advantage of having a little front wheel drive biased all wheel drive car probably new tires street tires all it had drive. it had some uh i i had bartered some 255 michelin ps2s from a customer yeah. who like sold a car and had the tires left over yeah and they were old like knowing what i know now i mm. probably, probably shouldn't have idea. but but they worked and that car killed it in the wet at mid ohio and it. i didn't since it was my first time no one had fear mongered me into how terrible that place is in the rain. Mm -hmm. So I'm just out there having a great time, you know, like yeah. drive over here, drive over there. Not looking at walls. You're just no, having I'm fun. I'm just having a great time. It's, it was, it was, it was a really good time. And then, uh, a couple of months after that, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a thing that I do. Right. Um, <clears throat> good customer of mine, uh, had us put together a 98 M three for him. Right. And he sold it. To me, that's the E36. Yep. Yep. And it was like, you know, he bought the car as a stock car in like half cage coilovers. Yeah, it's a things. half cage, um, ground control coilovers, camera plates. Didn't you say you did like every bushing in the car, like yeah, all, the things? all that stuff. Um, and so I, it was a really great baseline. You know, I already had seats, already had harnesses, um, clutch and flywheel had Is been that addressed. Fifty two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ninety eight. What years those were. <coughs> But uh, so I, I did that, and I went to my first like track day as a as a participant because the right. original track day was when Auto Assets rented the track and oh, okay. invited a bunch of customers, and you know, oh okay, it was like a, a private day that we had organized, and yeah, so not a lot of control, just sort of a free for all a little bit. Yeah, there was the the fast run group and the slow run group. Yeah, that's kind of rad. <laughs> so in no formal instruction, just kind of like don't hurt yourself. Yeah. It had safety crew. It was good. But uh I showed up with a with my E thirty six to the track with a tote in the back, no mm -hmm. interior, on a dealer tag. Yeah. And did my first track day in a rural drive BMW and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, that'll hook you. Um uh, first time I met you was at Grid Life Midwest Festival. Yeah. I had a single cam CRX, that would have been what, fifteen, four sixteen? That uh, sounds about right. Yeah, because that's that was the first year that like that was the second year that I had that particular car, mm -hmm. and that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And yeah, I, I had just met Katil. Yeah, yeah. I had just met Katil the at the end of the season prior, and we hit it off, mm -hmm. and we literally met up at some restaurant and planned our entire like summer yeah. track activities and what we were all gonna do together. That it was, was his first year of wheel to wheel. Too. Yeah. So I and met he had him. just started talking with like Brad and myself, right? And which like that group chat became the GLTC rules committee, exactly. Um, but yeah, and so I had like literally only been talking to him for a couple of months, 
And he just like shows up and he's like, hey, is your car ready? And my car was there, but it was not ready. And he like unloaded my car for me, like check my tires. And he's like, we're going out. <laughs> and then he and I had like the, it was like uh, I remember that. super fun nose to tail. Yeah. It was like battled the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. And like people talked to me about that for like two, three years after that. Like, like you guys were like touching all the way around. drafting each other all the way around Gingerman. <laughs> yeah. A couple of, and he had a single cam in his car. Then. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the first time I got to know you guys. It was like I think the first or second time I ever met Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, and then we're backstage at the concert. You were having the best time. It was, it was so much fun. That was a fun night. I forget who was playing that. Uh, that was that year was OK and Savoy and mm-hmm. all of them. That was a really good. That, that was, was a really fun good year. One. Yeah, yeah. I I remember where the stage was. They that must have been must have been sixteen. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Yeah, Maybe? sounds about right. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I can picture so much of it, but they all blur together. They do, do kind of blur yeah. together. That that wasn't the tent year, was it? The was tent it? was 17. It was the year before the tent, so it was 16. What was the tent? The, the tent, tent was stage. a gazillion oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars. And it wasn't yeah. that much money. It was cool, though. It was very it made cool. for cool picks. <laughs> actually, it, it made for cool picks like on your phone, but Chris Sullivan like actually hated it compared to nighttime. I missed the tent year. Yeah. I had a wedding. That I had to, that I was, I was late to. Yeah. At least the tent was so weird. It was but I cool. missed the tent year. Like basically the whole concert was under this giant like broad span tent mm-hmm. with like a couple big, huge poles. Um, and it was, uh, it was interesting. Made for like a, cause we were afraid it was going to rain or something. Cause it, yeah, it has rained in the past. Yeah. Like every but time. It, it, uh, we only had one year of super wet at night. It's only happened one time. So, so I want to say something. Um, when we went back to Gingerman in October, uh, I had the RV and we went over to the RV dump station mm-hmm. and behind some trees, I saw. Oh, yeah, it's still there. Th- this, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. A literal mountain of mangled pop-up canopies. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, that was from Midwest. Yeah. No, it's, it's the size of a house. Yeah. The pile it's of insane. broken canopies. Dude, that was the, the most surreal. That was a bad moment. I, ha- I have to give Chandler and Eric all the props because they they saw it coming and grabbed onto the easy up mm. before it demolished my car. We only had like one minute. It, it literally was, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was standing on grid like, and I had been making some announcements because we had been looking at radar. Like, it's going to, I mean, there's potential that it could be bad and whatever, but you can only, like, talk to the paddock so much. I can't talk to those people out there. Send a text blast mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and then I'm standing on drift grid. We had just rolled, like, a couple of laps. And my drift grid position is, like, most of the way down onto the track. I'm, like, right at the bottom of the K-rail before the cars actually enter. Yeah. And uh, that's, like, the hold position. And somebody signals to me when it's clear, and we go. Um, and I remember looking out towards turn three, like towards turn two, where we had the stage, and it looked like the ship from Independence Day was the, pulling up the cloud. Yeah, like it was, and it was like coming fast. And uh, yeah, and I remember the dudes in the camera, in uh, the camera like position up on the in the it was a big like JLG lift. Uh, they dropped that thing after it went like this. It started tipping. And they, the stage was dropping like real fast and unplugging everything, and it was it got so gnarly, and then it just got bad from yeah. that. It's probably what like fifteen minutes of, of serious, chaos, serious. Absolutely, it was probably only chaos. like six minutes of bad, 
and then like hard rain for six more. But the wind was just like easy ups were just going flying. Across the whole especially track. when they were held down by jack stands, which yeah. was a problem. The nunchuck yeah, jack stands. Yeah, that happens. That I've, I've got a story that about was that. That's a weird moment. But like Chandler's, like the canvas of the canopy ripped off or like flew away. Yeah. And he's still holding on to the ECF. And Eric's like, Chandler, let yours go and come help me hold mine. Yours is done. <laughs> let it go. And that's what saved my car. Just let it go, man. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. I had one student that weekend and he busted his ass. Like he had like a thermostat problem and something else right. and he and a brake issue and he spent all day. Right. All day like fixing this car. And he finally got it fixed. Yeah. And then as soon as it was fixed, the wind thing happened and a jack stand went through his rear windshield. Oh, oh no. And he's like, I'm just gonna go home. I'm like, No way, dude, you don't need that rear windshield. Let's get mm-hmm. a vacuum. We're gonna we'll clean it up, scrape off the, the edges. Yeah. We're gonna have a great time. And he's like no, no, no. I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. like, oh, did he go I, out I again was, or no? No, he went home. I, oh, I was sucks. like, I tried everything I could to, to get him to stay. I think you told me that story on like but Sunday. I, you know, yeah. you can only, one person can only take so much emotional mm-hmm. up and down in one day. So yeah, that I was get a weird it. Day. But that was Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Pictures okay. from that are pretty crazy. What a actually. crazy event. That was a crazy event. It, it was, it was but like you know what? We were at Pike's Peak shortly after that. And it, it was like, Happened that just day. happened all the time. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, fun. it'll be get on in like a, an hour. Just it's fine. Yeah, just shut down it 10 out. minutes. Yeah. You know, we just watch the radar. When the lightning goes away, you start up again. <laughs> That's why we moved Pike's Peak to August. And, but we had, I can't we had torrential that. rain at Good Speed one. Ring, too, where it was like, oh, That's my right, God. But it was right after track stopped. Yeah, I, I was working on like an article or something on the pit cart. Mm-hmm. And the rain came through super fast, and it blew the canvas off the, completely. The best pit cart ever. It is the best. Got it from you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is that but, really Sarah Fisher's old pit cart? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> so cool. Um, Mine now. Like it blew the it blew the canvas off, and I'm working on the computer, and I was like, "Crap!" And so I like closed it up the best I could, and I run probably a hundred yards to get underneath the other canopy, and I am soaked. It was, there, yeah, a lot of hard rain this year. So we got that to look forward to next year. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Every now and then yeah. you get one of those seasons where like it's like perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. We and haven't had one of those in The a next while. three, you just get punished. We did not have that this year. 2017 was good, I think. Yeah. We had like yeah. great I, weather. Yep. 2017, I remember having really, really good like weather luck. I think I only like had to scare everybody at Mid-Ohio about it wanting to kill I you I think once. the hardest rain we ever had was Audubon this year. Mm. Do you remember Audubon on Sunday? It got real crazy. It was like real proper crazy, but yeah, hopefully we don't have to deal with that. But what uh, what's the plans for your E36? You've got uh, a strange problem right now. Yeah, it it has it has this current problem where and this is a problem that you're not the only no, one that's had this. No, and and I'll tell you what happened. So like when you when took it apart to do the clutch and flywheel, right? No, I t- we we redid the motor on it. Oh, okay. So I I I do. I'm a big believer in Blackstone Labs. Mm-hmm. And for like a year, they had been telling me like, you need to take this thing apart. You need yeah. to take this thing apart. So in the off season, I'm like, all right, fine. I pulled it. Took Oil it apart. analysis for people yep. that don't know that. Yep. Um, you know, just went through it. Basically just a refresh. I did, I did some uh, cams and some valve springs yep. and some basic stuff. You know, nothing Polish major. Polish everything and check everything. Yeah, cleaned everything up, new bearings. What was it? What was the, what was happening? It was like too much crap in the oil like metal in the oil or no i i knew i needed to do a head gasket and i oh, pulled okay. the the head gasket or i pulled the cylinder head off um or i didn't do it one one of my super awesome technician guys at work 
Jason, yeah, you have a very who makes skilled, my life go round. We have a very skilled did. team at work. Yeah, they're, right? they're the absolute best. Yeah. I, I would I would be riding a bicycle if it wasn't for those guys. Um, but we pulled the head off, and one of the pistons, or actually a couple of pistons, moved around in the bore more than mm-hmm. we were comfortable with. So we're like, okay, we're pulling the whole thing. So yeah. took it out, got it all back together. Everything was good. Did you do overboard pistons or just cut no, them? No, just, I just put the the like put it all right back in. Right. New rings, um, new hardware, new bearings. So yeah. ba- very basic refresh. I, I wanted a reliable, not super high strung, mm-hmm. super basic redo mm-hmm. with fresh bearings. Um, those cars have this, like if you run the certain flywheel, you have to run basically like an M5 clutch disc backwards. It's got like a snout on the collar. But what happened was, is that I think because I originally ordered that as a kit, Mm -hmm. they had spray painted this side out on it in the correct orientation. For an M5? No, for that kit. Oh, okay, okay. But because I wasn't sure and no one really knew, Mm -hmm. I think we went opposite of whatever was spray painted on it, assuming that it wasn't Oh, okay. And then it was put in yeah, backwards. So now the transmission is stuck to the motor. It's such a weird problem. And nothing will spin and probably have to drill a hole in the bell housing and separate everything Unbolt to get everything. the clutch yeah. from the flywheel. It's, it's, it's traditional the, yeah. style clutch uh, pressure, but it's not like an inverse weird pull type or anything. Where it's just got to unbolt to take it all apart. Yep. It's so bizarre. Yeah, but getting getting the transmission off of the motor has proven to be quite a challenge. I still can't picture how it's so hung up on it. I, I don't know how the heck it works either, I, but... I, I, we were talking about it the other day. There's a bunch of people that have had it's the exact same thing. If the clutch disc is inside out yeah, uh, or backwards, then it just locks itself together. Yeah, It does then, like half a turn and then won't move. Right, and if it, it's one of those things where if it's not done during slower winter time, as soon as summer... Ramps up busy. with with yeah you know customer pay stuff time to make the donuts. my stuff goes last yeah and that's how that's how it goes and that, I'm not complaining about it that's you know we put our customers first that's that's yeah. how it is I've drove the E92 all year had a great time so one of these years we'll fix your car again huh? yeah exactly <laughs> it's a cool car <laughs> you know the good part is that now we've pushed it into a storage cubby so like I can mm-hmm. walk by it and not actually see it uh-huh. there's a bunch of stuff in front of it so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like in my face every day when I walk through the door and I stare every day. (laughs) Such a bummer. But you know, when it's done, it'll be cool. We'll have fun. I want to finish the cage. Maybe do some GLTC stuff. If I can figure out how to juggle that many things at once, that'll be an interesting challenge. But both man, that car, I mean, it's a really fun car. I mean, I'll never, the first time I, I met you before I knew who you were, I was going through tech and you looked at the car and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You're good. Mm-hmm. No, you could tell like yeah. this car I mean, was put was, together. Well. It was put together well, and and yeah. we did everything to everything that that car has. We did in house except for the cage. We don't we don't do cages. Yeah. So sent that out, and everything else was of our doing. So yeah, I take a lot of pride in all of my stuff uh, being done by us. Yeah. So. so how did you guys come across uh, my pit cart? Where that where stuff like that come from? So. Uh, originally the, the business, um, my boss's stepfather, who's not involved with our stuff, but was at the inception, um, ran a pro team, a couple pro teams, uh, in Grand Am. So they ran like 
a GT3R. They had uh, a couple of Daytona prototypes. There was mm-hmm. a Fab Car, a couple of Rileys. And a lot of that stuff just kind of got like put into a corner and forgotten about yeah. until a couple years ago when you know we were moving buildings and a lot of it got kind of thinned out and yeah. kept some stuff, got rid of some other stuff. And I was over there with him one day and he's like, see if you can get rid of this, this and this. So I threw it in the in the infamous mm-hmm. grid life instructor group chat that has now taken on its own yeah. new it's like weird it's life. Two year old chat. It's the bit. weirdest chat. I had to mute it finally. I, mm-hmm. I like I I hung in there for like I remember two, when you posted it up. Two. You're like, anybody want to pick her? And I was like, yo, yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for one of those. It's like, what about <laughs> these air jacks? I'll take those too. Yeah, put them inside. Just let me know what it is. And like, I mean, you you've been to the building. Mm-hmm. You could spend probably ten hours combing through random it's like stuff. Just a, it's like all the spares from it's like the craziest, all these weird things. Yeah. Like I've been there for fourteen years, and I still discover new stuff. Yeah, all the time. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre place. It's uh, it's cool. Yeah, uh, we should do an episode of Dutch Garage there. There's some really, it's really cool you, stuff. You, you should, you should both come. And there just was some like walk around. priceless stuff there when I was mm-hmm. there. It's, it's a really interesting place. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I think we made a podcast about Ed. We're about 30, 37 minutes. Ed. Yeah, but it's one a.m. <laughs> um, how do people find your place of work? Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Um, just look up Auto Assets or. Uh, com. I've sent a few check out our you guys inventory. for Porsche and other car like Yeah, we do a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's one of the things that um, I spent a lot of time and effort ramping up the the level and quality of those. Yeah. We adopted a new like digital inspection okay. like PPI um, platform. Stuff, yeah. yeah, so we do like extremely photo and data intensive uh, pre-purchase inspections mm-hmm. on Porsches. Like I think the last one that we did, this is uh, after Christians. We st- mm-hmm. It was still the same level of detail, but now I can take photos and make a really cool yeah. document of everything, which Derek always makes fun of me, fun of me for. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> Derek makes fun of, makes fun of a lot. Of I know for a he's lot just he's just he's so lonely he down in Texas. Swinging, he's man. just got to come out swinging yeah. all the time. But like the last one we did, they were like 140 photos of, of good things, bad things, like right. paint meter paint meter the whole car okay. with documentation. You know, these people are from somewhere. They, they might away. be on the other side of the country yeah. and I'm their eyes and yeah. I'm helping them make a very large investment financial decision. decision. Yeah. So I owe it to them to be detail oriented and give them as much mm-hmm. either ammunition or good things to say about a car as I can. And do you guys just do a lot of like just general work or is it more like uh, higher end stuff? Do you work on Dodge Durango's? Uh, we stick to the European stuff, okay. but <coughs> you're not doing um, like S10 oil changes. No, like <laughs> um, and not that it's not that we're too, yeah, but you're too busy good for that. anything. Yeah. Um, but you, like we have a lot of customers that, uh, we work on their Volkswagen, Porsche, BMW, yeah. insert yeah. German model here. Yeah. I figured you were and mostly, their kids might have a, a civic or whatever. And we work yeah. on that too. I, I mean, figured you're mostly European. Judge yeah. Then, like it's very European yeah. centric. Um, and yeah. so you'll do like, um, will you also do like main bearings on the V8 M3s uh-huh. and all yeah, that we'll, kind of stuff? We'll, be, we'll get the, to do mine soon. All the well-known. I got my Blackstone back. Lead started to tick up, so it's oh, done. Yeah. yeah. So you do it with all your cars? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I've been tempted to do it. I, my, my motors just never last long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how many hours is that job? Taking apart a uh, V8 M3? Yeah. No, you don't have to take it all the way apart. You just have to basically drop the front subframe, pull the pan, yeah. and then pull the plugs out so you can push things up and down. One by one, yeah. That's, you know, probably... Six, eight hours? No, probably 10 to 12. That's not that bad. You know? Yeah. Um, like we ha- we had the I've put we put rod bearings in the E36 a couple times because those things are before I had the AccuSump and stuff like that I was kind of more I was Just, aware yeah. and more cautious so right. every couple of years after the hard season mm-hmm. we'd do them we got that we got that one down to like four hours or something okay. like that so how many how many miles on the E92 obviously E92 a lot of that is like, track miles most of them are track miles I bought the car and while it still had the temp tag on it, it did four track days. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I had a hashtag going temp tag track day mm-hmm. Four like four different tracks, not like four. Yeah. I remember when you first bought it. Yeah. And you know, it's fun. I had to throw some camera plates at it. So I would stop killing the yeah. uh, outsides, of the tires, but well, uh, was the first event that you had it at a couple of years ago at the, at mid Ohio with Giles and the SEC PDX it was one of your, one of the, that first was, events. that was, probably the th- that was i think that was the fourth yeah because i bought I th- it towards the end of end of the season or whatever. august or something like yeah. that um or early in august yeah it was the first time i saw it was that one of those yeah ones? i think i mean that thing was fun yeah but with at stock camber levels and Some normal michelin street tires you know i could kill a brand new set of tires on the outside mm. edges in in a, a weekend yeah that's too fast it was bad so yeah yeah that's a fun it's a fun temporary track tour you know, it's a good, and a nice it's a DCT, so like you don't yeah. even have to really think. It's great for taking students out in, yeah, because you don't have to think at all. You, talk you just go through the motions and you can talk and hit the little paddles. And probably a nice uh, sunny day car, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a good weekend car. It's pretty fun. I've driven it. Yeah. yeah. I put the cheapest muffler that I could find on it. Mm-hmm. I got, it's a, a Megan Racing or something. <laughs> I got it from... It's called uh, map for map for whatever. <laughs> Got it from uh, map performance, like shipped for like four hundred bucks. Yeah, because like I a, couldn't hear the car. Like, yeah, it it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. It sounds decent. You know, just basic stuff. Some PFC pads. Yeah, total PFC fanboy. By the way. Yeah. PFC for well, life. The BMW guys seem to be the BMW and Porsche guys. You know, they built some good stuff. I, I might be buying a set of uh, X uh, NASCAR rear. PFC calipers mm-hmm. and building my own brackets. Are you still trying to find tiny calipers to fit behind your tiny wheels? Yeah, well, not tiny, but well, tiny uh, big calipers. Yeah, I, so I sort of figured out my brake problem the other day. Um, I was looking at like my old brakes and my CRX. I'm like, ah, one point two inch calipers, uh, like the pistons. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up. I just assumed these because I, I have those Willwood DPHAs that bolt onto the Integra spindle. I just assumed that they were like fine. Like that can't be the problem. They're one point six two pistons, so I'm like pushing all the piston, and they're like way bigger. Um, so that would probably explain. And maybe I got some air somewhere, but like I can't get them to lock up. I'm not building enough line pressure. Mm. So um, I started looking at like high end calipers. Like what can I get? And like it just keeps coming up with NASCAR rear four pistons. They're all like in the one inch to one point two inch uh, piston size, and uh, yeah, they're really pretty. They're really pretty, so uh, yeah, I might I might be building my own brake kit. We'll see. The now you just got to make the car go. I do have to make it go so too, can, so you can use yeah. your cool new brakes. Yeah. So uh, our buddies out at PPIR bought out the 
Furniture Row NASCAR team a few years ago, like bought all the parts. And like they have an entire garage full of NASCAR parts. So I've been texting Jim Lighthouser, who is a longtime SCCA racer. He's like the shop manager over there. But he's been on jury duty for like a week and hasn't been in. So, <laughs> so I'm just seeing if he can jump into He said, Oh, we got How like do you not get out of jury duty? Yeah, I don't know. Jim, Jim's on jury duty. So, um, yeah. So maybe I'll get a set of uh, Alcons or APs or something cool. But uh, they have some PFC stuff. They have all kinds of things. But yeah. But yeah, PFC uh, makes some pretty cool pads. Oh, the they're, other thing I like about those. But they're worth it. Like a lot of those calipers are set up for like one inch, mm-hmm. one and a half inch thick pads. Like, Crazy. Yeah, you'd only need to change pads like every four probably years. To, yeah, I probably have to get some wheel spacers <laughs> to clear the calipers. But, um, yeah, anyway. Well, it's 1 a.m. We should probably go to bed, boys. Yeah, we got out in the early morning. So go to check out Auto Assets on Facebook. Uh, uh, Auto Interest. Uh, what is it? Autointerest.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Ed's going uh, to be classroom manager for, uh, for Grid Life again. So we had a pretty good year. Yeah, it was. It was I mean... It was the, the busiest year that I've ever been mm. in my entire life, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Good. Well, I'm glad you keep showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to help. Um, hopefully, we can get uh, Big Bad uh, Bill Griffin to help you in classroom. You want to go to every event. But uh, I, I yeah. might have con- I've tried to con Gordon into it, too. I think Gordon yeah. might be in oh, for we, some stuff. Let's, so. let's build a team, man. We need we need a team. Then maybe you can maybe you can race, and Gordon can race, and everybody can have some Everybody fun. can have a good yeah. time. Get some get some door bars in that E36. Yeah. yeah. Just need the other. It's already got one. Just got to get the other one on yeah. the top part. Get the other one. On the dash bar. Get the other X. Yep. All right. Well, my voice Hold is on. Gone. Hold on. If we end this podcast yeah. without saying hi to Emma and Emily. Oh, yeah. I think they would never do anything for me ever again. They uh, they were a fixture in the paddock. Uh, Emily, I don't like doing anything without Emma and Emily. Yeah, Emily is. <laughs> they uh, were considering coming down here just to hang out, just to hang out. Eric is in, Eric's in Japan. In Japan yeah, uh, Eric Attil, it's that's uh, that's his better half is uh, Emily, and and her better half is Emma. <laughs> so <laughs> they're the absolute best. They were they're fun to hang out with. Like those girls have a good time. Those we, girls make sure we that we don't spend fall more time apart. in Columbus just hanging out yeah. at Ed's house. Dude, it anytime. sounds like it's always a party at Ed's house. My house is like yeah. where everybody just comes and. Well, melts together and then nobody leaves. You, you said you brought a, a date home and all your friends were at your house the other day. <laughs> I everybody came over. We hung out all night. Woke up in the morning. Tom made breakfast. Mm-hmm. Tom has a restaurant at my house called Tom to Table. That's great. <laughs> Tom McGraw. He's an excellent chef. He basically lives at your house, right? It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Like when he's when he's either driving past or if he's got a like an off. Uh, like a no race schedule weekend. Right. He comes up to Columbus and he'll usually stay with me or Eric and all the all the Tom friends get to together. Table. Yeah, sounds delicious. Table. He made me a race car pancake the other day. Yeah. It was phenomenal. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, like we were all hanging out. We we're playing Wii and goofing off, and I had to go do something and left and did what I had to do. And I'm like, hey, you want to come back over? She's like, yeah. And I'm Didn't like, just so you know, all my friends are still at my house. She's like, why are there people at your house when you're not there? I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of the norm. It's just what how happens. it goes. <laughs> I get back and everybody's still like cool. passed out exactly where I left them watching mm-hmm. Netflix. And we all sat there and watched a movie. We had a great time. Yeah, man. Single life sounds awesome. That's a pretty good time. <laughs> if, you're, if you ever get, uh, you know, get kicked out for a couple of days or something. Way too old, way too Come fast. live in my house. And you got to keep this up for like once Emma goes to college. Like, 
I don't have any plans on it changing anytime soon. Cool. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we got to be buddies. So it's been a fun year. Absolutely. And um, D- diesel buddies uh, for life. Yeah. Yep. Pretty good. So uh, Ed has gr- great taste in vehicles. He yeah, has a Porsche, Porsche Cayenne diesel, which is so much uh, the best awesome. SUV ever. <laughs> Probably so much faster than anything diesel I have, but it's very pretty too. I got like thirty, almost thirty-two miles to the gallon driving here. Today. Don't brag, dude. Don't brag. Oh, it's comfortable. My cool, I used to have a nice heated. I, I could turn the heated and cooled seats on at the same time. <laughs> and you would think to yourself, "Why would you want to do that?" But until you do it, yeah, it's <laughs> phenomenal. It's cool. I don't ever want to have a car that you can't yeah. turn them both on at the same time. Uh, <laughs> it's a good daily driver. It's yeah. the best. Uh, he's got that extended warranty on it too. Like, I would he's hope got another twenty-five k miles on it. Yeah, what another, is that? it's a fourteen. Yeah, and like they're not that expensive. Not I mean, it's it. the same price as like a loaded. It's cheaper than a loaded pilot. Yeah, like a depreciation on the really fancy stuff. Fantastic. Some of that stuff is you buy a couple years in, you get a nice car Mm -hmm. uh, for not a lot of money. Mm -mm. My mom just bought like a four-year-old Lexus GX four sixty or seventy, and like she bought it. It's got like seventy thousand miles. She bought it for a third of the price from new, like literally a one third. It's crazy. Man, someone else can throw that money away. Yeah. I'll pick up a two-year, yeah. three-year-old exactly. car any day of the week. Truck. That's the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, rate and review us on uh, the things or don't or. Um, <laughs> oh, we oh we forgot to mention. Uh, we probably able probably stitch it in, but uh, if uh, if it's the beginning of the year coming up, uh, you might need to resubscribe to Slip Angle, um, and there is a Slip Angle Patreon, and we uh, haven't talked about it. For some reason, somebody found it. I would like to thank him. So we have a patron now. <laughs> so we'll, we'll 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 get his name and we'll figure out how to actually plug Patreon. And Derek set it up like a year ago, and we talked about it one time, and I totally forgot all about it. So I would like to thank our new patron. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we'd we'd love the opportunity to go to cool places and talk about five cool bu- things. Five bucks a month can buy you. Uh, an apron that shows up to work at Slip Angle. That would be <laughs> sick. <laughs> All right, buddies. Well, uh, we should probably go to bed. We got to do a meeting tomorrow, and I have to do podcasts tomorrow, and we have a press conference tomorrow, and yeah. So, adios. See you, buddies. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.